As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome aboard The Athletic's Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait. The owners' meetings are over. Aaron Rodgers is still a member of the Green Bay Packers. We're updating you on the latest offseason news surrounding the New York Jets. I'm Tim McMaster, along with our Athletic Jets reporter, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn, our producer. Um, please subscribe on wherever you listen, whether it's the audio version or if you're checking us out right now live on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Uh, we're up over 6,000 subscribers there looking to get to 10 during the next upcoming season. That That is the, the new goal for us. Um, before we get to all this jet stuff, the owners meetings were in Arizona um, and Zach has some Arizona adventures that we want to talk about. But I just want a, a public service message for people out there to trust your GPS when you're driving. <laughs> uh, so I drove up from Pennsylvania to the Boston area on Sunday, and there's a little stretch of the Mass Pike that we're on. It's like 10 miles. You get on one exit, get back off. Um, usually very fast, no problem. It's the Mass Pike. It's like four lanes. Um, so the GPS, as we're getting to that point, was like, get off. Like for two straight exits, it was like, get off. And I was like, okay, it's probably one of these things where the GPS is like, if you get off here, you'll save three minutes by driving through mm. like towns and like around crazy twisty tur turns and all this stuff. And I was like, it's such an easy part of the drive. I'm not going to listen to the GPS. I'm just, we're getting oh, on the highway. Old. So we get on the mass pike and we drive for like half a mile and there's like a wall of cars in front of us. Oh no. And like, oh, this isn't good. So <laughs> it took us two and a half hours to oh. drive five miles. Jesus. Which oh is my God. hard. It's hard to drive that slowly, like literally like with it with a it. with a kid in the car. <laughs> with a yes, an unhappy kid. Oh, and there were so many cars packed in the small area that the cell reception went out. Oh no. So the the 18 month old did not have YouTube. Oh no. Which but which we do to not watch, to watch she, can't wait episodes, right? Right. She <laughs> exactly. does not watch very much video in general. Like that's something we're very cautious of. Like mm -hmm. no no screen time. But like in the, in car, the car, long drive, like 
you, you got, we had you got that. To, you got so. to seed sometimes. We yeah. we invented new versions, new uh, <laughs> lyrics to Wheels on the Bus. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I think so that'd be, that'd be some high quality footage if, I, if we have any of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that I want to know cool. if it caused a fight. Like, why didn't you listen to the GPS? Because <laughs> that's what would happen in our car. Like, oh, yeah. Well, that happened. Know. Yeah. yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that conversation happened. happened. But like, then that's that's followed up with, well, but if I get off and it's a really curvy road and then you like mm, don't feel well because nice of all the twists and turns, yeah. then, you know, it's a no win. The, yeah. the person driving. Yeah. Also, that, no, that, no also that drive that drive up there is brutal, like regularly. I did. Uh, I drove all the way to Maine one summer for a wedding. And like the traffic in Connecticut is, is yeah, awful. Yeah, it's rough. It's Connecticut's the worst. And this yeah. is a very tough week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also you know, spring break, spring break, Passover, yeah. Easter, you know. So travel. trust your GPS. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Or if you're like Zach, you could trust your. Oh, yes. Car. Good transition. Marissa. <laughs> nice, Marissa. That's Thank good. You. good. Go ahead, Zach. Adventures yeah, I took a driver. I took a driverless car. I tweeted out the video. I think uh, unanimous. Like there was very few people who said anything. But why would you do that? I would never do that. Are you insane? <laughs> Um, this was clearly in Arizona, not in the New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Area. It was in Arizona. It was only like a small part of like Phoenix. That my, so I was with my college friend. I got to Arizona early. I was with my college friend and his girlfriend. We went out to uh, like a bar one night, and they wanted to they wanted to do this a driverless car thing. I, they just kind of ordered. I didn't even realize it was happening until we were. Then the, the car pulls up. It's like a Jaguar. Oof. Wow. Um, and you have she has to like click. It doesn't unlock until she clicks a button on an app. You have to click unlock. We all, we all of us sat in the back because we we're like, I don't know if I want to sit up front. Um, and so so we're all squeezed into the back. <laughs> Very true. Michael Dunn. Great comment about Connecticut being the worst. <laughs> uh, and so we get in the back and the car just starts. It like has the directions of where you're going. You can there's like a screen. And you, it says pull over. Uh, there was one more thing. And, and it's and you can like pick music. And and we did it. It was a short drive. So that's why I was OK with it. Uh, I get why a lot of people are uncomfortable with it because technology is going to, you know, Skynet us at some point, but there's all the AI stuff out there, but it was, it was very weird. I tweeted a video of it. Um, would I do it like more than a five minute drive? I don't know. I don't know if I want to go on like the highway with that thing or something because it was breaking a lot, like, (laughs) which I guess is out of of safety, I guess. I don't know, but it, it was definitely very strange. Um, as an addendum to that too, uh, Big time Connor, he, he got he had a rental car and they they like upgraded him to like a Tesla. So he was driving oh. a Tesla around Arizona. And that, I'm sure that didn't cool. go to his head oh, at all. He yeah. felt really cool. <laughs> um, and, that, and there's like a self like a somewhat like automatic driving feature on there, and he kept trying to do it. And when he was doing it, he he was like so excited. It, it like wouldn't do like a sharp turn, only went like a little bit. But he's like, oh my god! He like took a video of it, sent it to Bree. He was so excited with himself. <laughs> I actually think I might choose the, the driverless, driverless car, car. <laughs> yeah we're <Connor. laughs> <laughs> instead of the tesla with a lot, lot less talking from from the <laughs> <laughs> i hope he's right. not listening to this. <laughs> oh, he's not <laughs> one last thing before we get to the jets and that is uh the other thing you tweeted from mm-hmm. arizona well the other interesting thing in my mind <laughs> that you tweeted from arizona <laughs> was yeah the flight of iced coffee uh and the one oh, thing yeah. that we promised we would talk about here on the pod is did you you had six iced coffee cups on this flight which is the greatest thing i've ever seen but <laughs> did you go around back and forth jump around or did you go one at a time and down the ice cups? so I, I went my initial run through was just like down the line to see which one which ones i liked the most mm-hmm. and then from there that's when i started you know hammering the ones i liked more to like finish them off and by the end like i would say it's like 
it was it was a worthy experience and i enjoyed it but also there was so much caffeine yeah like like i, I love coffee as we've talked about in here but i also am the type that like like if we're talking like starbucks sizes i would order like a grande iced coffee and yeah. maybe don't even finish it all the way kind of thing like I, I i just need like the hit of it i don't need like the whole thing is how i how i am with coffee and so this was like they were, they were like small but like big enough that like two of them you probably would have been okay and there was like five of them however many so i was like wired the rest of the day and i crashed pretty hard later that day but yeah yeah people were hyped very hyped they were excited about that they were scared of the self the driverless car i, I would be more scared of all the caffeine to be honest true <laughs> true uh all right let's move on to the jets what do you say uh, do we have uh, to we've we've tortured <laughs> We've tortured people enough. That's the longest we've gone without talking about Jets. Usually it would be a lot longer back in the pre-me days, right? Yes, that's yes. true. But this was, that was, yeah, seven minutes of nonsense. That's pretty yes. good. Um, all right. Well, the Jets, we got to start with Aaron Rodgers because it's, it's like we used to start with Zach Wilson every episode and now it's it's Aaron Rodgers. And it'll probably continue Who's to be not even on when... the Jets. Still. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> right. We'll Zach, Wilson, Jets, Zach Wilson's Rodgers. still the only Jets quarterback, really. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris Trevler. Trevler. Somebody pointed out that Chris Trevler is on the roster. And, yeah. And if Zach Wilson is the QB two, that means technically Chris Trevler is the QB one right now, according <laughs> to. That's a good point because they did declare Zach the number two. Yeah. Right. So for yeah. now. Um, all right. So the deal was not done. We had some hope that the deal might get done while out there with, with all parties <laughs> present. Um, so. Zach was progress made. And Woody was out there. Joe was out there. Salah was out there. The Packers people were out there. Uh, we know Salah's obviously got plenty of friends on that side too, but they apparently don't talk about Aaron Rodgers. So where where are we now with Aaron Rodgers? You said we had hope going in. That just made me think of the Ted Lasso quote from the AFC Rich Richmond fans where they say it's the hope that kills you. That's <laughs> that's kind of how I feel right now. I've, I've, I've been hopeful. Somebody Somebody in the chat earlier said, I think we're going on four straight weeks of saying it might get done at the end of this week. I've given yep. up on saying that. Uh, selfishly, I hope it doesn't happen at the end of this week because I'm going to be on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, as I was telling you guys before, not, not to get too off track, um, although it seems like that's the kind of power we're doing because not much. So the off seasons for yeah. Um, I I like booked this trip like a month ago down to Florida, uh, going to Boca, uh, and I I avoided like even bringing it up to my editor as long as I possibly could because I wanted to make sure the Rogers trade didn't happen. I, I thought it would be done by now. And so now we're on the week of the trip and I had to call my editor. I'm like, Hey, it's okay if I take PTO at the end of this week. And she was, she was, she said, yes. But anyway, as for Arizona, like I, I did feel like, you know, it, it seemed like coming out of there. A lot of the noise was it's a lot closer than everybody thinks. And I think it is close, but there's like, I think they're playing a game of chicken. I think they both reached like the wall of like, all right, this is what we want. And the Packers are like, all right, well, this is what we want. I don't know if a first round pick is necessary. The 13, I, I don't get the vibe that that's actually going to be in the talks or at least Joe Douglas has kind of removed it from the table. I think I, I, I'd said the whole time, if it didn't happen at the end of last week, then it might go up until the draft. Cause I don't know what, what's going to change between now and then just somebody has to, you know, give up the goods. And, you know, as, as we keep going with this, I, you know, I, I hate talking about the leverage, and all that stuff, but I really do think the Jets are in a good position here where they can wait as long as they want. I don't know if they feel like they need Rodgers to be there for OTAs. I don't know if he would go anyway. So the, the draft looks like the target date now. Like I, I, uh, I don't, I don't really know what the pack, why the Packers aren't relenting. Maybe they feel like they can get more out of the trade or what. But it's pretty clear that this is holding up a lot of the Jets' offseason. <clears throat> Corey Davis is still lingering on the roster. Uh, and I don't think he's going to be on it when the season starts. And especially because I have 
you know, we're going to get into Odell. I, I feel like he might wind up being a Jet, and if he is, then Davis definitely isn't back. Well, Sal had some interesting stuff about Davis we can talk about, but anyway, they haven't made a lot of moves. I know fans are getting impatient. Ben Jones is still out there. They lost out on Calais Campbell. He was supposed to visit, and then instead he signed with the Falcons. Um, so they're kind of in a holding pattern. They don't have a lot of cap space right now, and they need, you know, the draft. They need to pay the draft class and all that stuff. So I think it's pretty clearly holding them up a little bit. Nobody in the Jets building is panicking. I don't get that vibe at all. I, I think they're pretty calm and patient about this. I don't know what the Packers vibe is, but I I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised that nothing has happened yet, but it is, it's just like so weird. It's, there's been such like silence now. It, it almost seems like both teams are, all right, we'll just wait. And so there hasn't been anything new to come out. You know, you, every now and then you'll have a national reporter be like, I think it, the draft is the day to look at. I think, you know, I think Albert Breer reported last week he thought it could happen at the end of the week. And I kind of felt similarly. And, and at this point, I'm, I'm done. You know, we're, we're going <laughs> to. I'm contradicting myself because we're going to predict what's going to happen shortly, but I'm done like guessing. Like I'm done being like, all right, I think it might happen this week. All right. I think it might happen this week. Like I'm, I, I just, I don't think anybody knows. And it, there doesn't seem to be the weirdest part is this has to be one of the most unique, like trade situations ever where a guy is on a roster. He declared he wants to go to one team. And so it's really just the two teams negotiating. It's a matter of when, like, it, it's just like, there's so many aspects of this that are, I don't think anything like this has ever happened before where it's just like they basically have agreed to a trade without agreeing to a trade. And so they're both lingering. He's still on the Packers. The Jets are kind of in a holding pattern. It's the middle of the offseason already, and, and they still don't technically have their quarterback. But I don't have an answer about when it's going to happen. Uh, we'll get into our predictions for when, but the draft is obviously the first day that it matters. Before our prediction, something you you mentioned there, um, I just wanted to follow up on. You said, who knows if Rodgers would go to OTAs anyway, which is interesting because he's got a whole bunch of teammates to meet and get yeah. to know, right? So um, to me, when you get traded to a new team, like even if you're the Hall of Fame quarterback who's been through all of this and normally would skip voluntary workouts, yeah. I feel like that's the time you go, right? Like, but who knows? Like... We we've talked plenty about Aaron Rodgers being a little different, but it, to me, it would it sets the wrong tone because I would imagine his teammates would like to see him there. But yeah, you know, it was, we'll it was a, Salah, Douglas, and Woody all tried to they they tried to like balance not saying his name directly while talking about him. It was very interesting the way they approached it. But Salah had a comment that you know, without saying a bunch of names, you knew what he was talking about. He's like, you know, if you know, if a veteran quarterback, you know, has familiar with an offensive coordinator, is familiar with the offensive coordinator and how he calls plays, and it wouldn't be too much of a concern if he missed some practice time. So he's essentially saying Rodgers has Hackett. He knows how that operates. But I agree with you. Like, you know, I think it goes two ways. On one hand, you want the quarterback to build chemistry. There's timing. There's all that stuff that you deal with with the quarterback and receivers. I also think Rodgers isn't like Zach Wilson or a young quarterback where, he may, like Rogers is probably going to figure it out regardless of how much practice time he gets with these guys. But, you know, someone like Garrett Wilson might need to learn Rogers tendencies and how he goes about it. And, you know, they haven't been in the same room together yet, as far as I know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he at, at the very least, he he you'd want him there for a mandatory minicamp and ideally more than that. But I think the bigger point is I think the Jets are posturing that we don't care if he's there for OTAs as a way of letting the Packers know, like, hey, if you want to wait, then we'll wait. Like, <laughs> that's fine with us. Maybe it helps the Jets out because, like, if Rodgers is a Jet and skips OTAs, maybe that causes some 
friction in the locker room. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, oh, why isn't that? Uh, know, so like, this is, like why this, is the jet, this is the Jets' way of having an excuse. Right, why but if they here. don't get the trade done, it's like a, <laughs> he's off the hook, right? He can't be. In it's OTAs like, oh, sorry, guys. I know, you, I don't know what you want me to say. He's not on our team yet. Yeah. That's Joe Douglas playing chess right there. That's, <laughs> see. All right, Way predictions. Um, when I was just going to say draft day. I was going to say April 27th as the day this deal gets done. Leading up to but, now, so I don't I know if that's like moments before. I was going to say, but what, like what, the part, what time pick? of the day? Do you, what time of the day do you think then? Well, if if you guys, if one of you guys was going to go with April twenty seventh, well, I'm going I'm to say can... I'm going to say April twenty eighth because I'm going to say they don't trade the first, and so they get to day two, and they're like, all right, let's do the trade. Okay, yeah. How about you, Marissa? Because if I'm... we end up on the same day, then we have to go down to hour. Yeah, I was going to say the morning of the draft. Of, of round one, yeah. Didn't we have Rogers stuff? The morning of the draft two years ago. Yeah, that's what that's when he like announced that he was coming back or whatever. That he waited till that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's a good point. That, that's my prediction. Morning of. So like morning. It, yes. Get, get so your how about this? in the chat too. Yeah. Marissa. Yeah. yeah. Let us let us know your predictions. Yeah, absolutely. Marissa, how about this? If it's before two p.m., you get you win. Deal. If it's after two p.m. <laughs> but before midnight, I win. And okay. if it's after midnight, Zach wins. I like that. So I, now and do I, I get I, all I, the days leading up. To yeah, I was gonna say if this is like uh, if this is <laughs> well, we right, now we gotta take the right rules. If this is yeah. price and right rules, and I I win if they get any time after day one. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's let's see what we get in yeah, the chat true. too, because we yeah. get everybody that enters in the chat, we will uh, track. Oh, now somebody's gonna make it so they they win the price is right situation. Yeah, I don't like I like closest. I don't like closest without going over. So gotcha. Mm. Uh, um, Kyle in the chat says August eighth. August eighth. Uh, that's oh, that's probably. I think that's probably when Favre was traded. Is why he said that. I'm guessing. Okay. That, that was August when they did. Henry Strader September first. Oh man! Wow. If we have to wait, Henry, you you bite your tongue, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a question. Any chance the Jets want to? <laughs> that we we I think we just had our best answer right there. Player Two minutes one. after the pod ends. That's a good answer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe not this pod, but one of them for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed with that. <laughs> Were you about to say, Marissa? No, we we just got a question. Like, any chance the Jets want to wait? I know you kind of touched on that, but like, it he said seems like the they should stay put until the draft, unless the Packers accept their their offer. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of what it what's going on right now. And they, they, they like I was curious to see because Joe Douglas has a habit of like not like saying much in his press conferences, but he made sure to be like, yeah, we're not in a rush. You know, we we can wait. Right. Um. And I think that was very purposeful that he did that. So uh, I think they're letting the Packers know, like, hey, you guys need draft picks this year. We're happy right. to use our draft picks if you don't want to, if you don't want them. Right. So, and then I mean, if it yeah. turns to next year, then they probably more willing to give up a first next year because in theory it's going to be at the end of the first round. So, right. Um, right. That that's why I say even after the draft, I still I think the the Jets hold all the cards ultimately. Yeah, if the Jets use their entire get their entire allotment of picks this year. That's wow. a huge oh, the win. absolute win yeah. in a way. Yeah. So. I, 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 again, to circle back, I, my feeling, and I, I don't, I'm not like, I don't know specific negotiating details or anything. I've been saying this though. I, I think the sticking point at this point is probably that the Jets want some protections in case Rodgers only plays one year, whether that's right, but whether that's they give up more depending on what they do with Rodgers or if the Jets get like a pick back if he retires after one year or something like that. I feel like maybe the Packers are like, no, we don't want to help you out for having to deal with what we dealt with every year. That, and I feel like that's kind of the sticking point. I, I, I do think there's a degree of the Packers got a little angry slash emotional about the way Rodgers tried throwing them under the bus uh, 
in, in that Pat McAfee interview where you, you've seen the, the Packers GM come out and be like, he ghosted me. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, so I think they took some offense to the way Rodgers said that. And I don't know if that's effective in negotiations. I think being emotional in negotiations is probably not a good idea, but um, I, I, I feel like they, they were closer before that interview than after is what I would say. Interesting. All right, let's move on to the other guy that may or may not be a jet. Well, I guess there's a lot of those, but the big name is OBJ <laughs> who made an appearance in Arizona and Zach was there to film it. And there it is. That's, that's great content. Jets green pants. If, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening and not watching the podcast, uh, Zach did get what? Seven seconds of yeah. OBJ walking <laughs> through the outdoor pool lobby area at the Biltmore. Um, so he was there and, and obviously, and then he went to a son's game with Salah as well. Right. So the, these are all good signs for the jets. Um, but where do you think this is? Cause I know you've, you've slowly come along on this. I think originally yeah. this isn't going to happen. And then I think last podcast you were more 50, 50. And I think now, are you even further? Are you, you yeah. think you believe, are you a believer? I am. I, okay. you know, we'll get if and when they do get him we can debate you know whether it was the right move depending on how much they paid him and all that stuff but i it does feel like they're the front runner here and it feels like if he's not waiting for rogers thing to come about he's at least waiting for a team to come in and offer him what he's looking for i i don't know if the reports about him asking for 15 million are accurate i don't get the impression that that's the case i think it's it's more um you know finding a happy medium and him going to a team where he thinks it'll it'll be a one-year deal, I imagine, wherever he goes. Even if it says like three years or two years, it's probably more of a one-year deal with a lot of incentives and all that stuff. But yeah, I think there's real interest on both sides of the Jets and Beckham. I think Beckham and Rodgers have wanted to play together for a long time, which is a big part of it. I think Beckham was kind of smart in the way that he just kind of walked through the Biltmore. I think he only officially talked to the Ravens and Jets while he was in there. Uh, I don't. He lives in Arizona. He works out there. So it was, it was smart for him to walk through there and cause a stir. Uh, you know, it was funny just seeing all the reporters kind of slowly gravitate towards where he was. At one point, I was with a couple Jets reporters after we talked to Joe Douglas, and he 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 had just talked to Sala, like he just like hugged Sala and out in the open. That's so I don't know if the Jets were doing it on purpose out in the open like that, but he like hugged Sala and was talking to Joe Douglas. And he's walking by, and one of the Jets reporters was Andy Vasquez was like, "Hey, do you want to go to the Jets?" And he like happily he like politely declined to answer, like, but he he knew what he was doing. Like, I, I think Beckham. Uh, it was kind of like how Carr went to Derek Carr went to Indianapolis. It, it kind of like makes it seem like whether there's a lot of interest in him or not, I'm, I'm sure there is. Uh, I think that was a smart move by him. But I, I get the impression that if they aren't the only team, I think they're one of the only ones to like actually like get into the negotiation stage with with Beckham. I don't know what the numbers are, or, or if you know either side is happy with what they've seen, or if they're all just waiting for Rogers so then the Jets can look at their books and be like, all right, we need to get rid of Corey Davis. We need to clear this. We need to restructure this because right now. I don't even think they can technically afford Rodgers on their, like, I think his cap, it's like 16 million. If they get him. I think they have $10 million in cap space right now. So there's some gymnastics they have to do to not only get Rodgers, but to clear cap for the draft class and then to sign Beckham, Ben Jones, whatever it is. So a lot of work to be done, but yeah, I, I, I do think when the season starts, Odell Beckham is going to be wearing a Jets uniform. I love the, um, Wow. Play pro athlete showing up <laughs> somewhere to be yeah, videotaped yeah. like that move, like what Aaron, uh, Aaron judge showing up at the San Francisco airport, uh, you yeah. know, with the camera basically. When that, when, and then up. stuff. And then what happens with stuff like this is, especially when you're in pursuit of something, all of a sudden like fake rumors start happening. Like, oh, I spotted 
like Aaron, I saw a bunch of people sent me like a thing. Aaron Rodgers was spotted seeking apartments in Hoboken. Oh yeah. Like, first of all, he that's not, where he's going to live. He, yeah. Right. He would not. Yeah. Number one, he's not going to live. No jets guys don't usually live that far from Florham park. They usually live right, right there. Right. Um, and the fact, the idea that he would in the middle of all this, just be going Hoboken himself to look at these places. Like I, I, don't, I don't see how that would be. Maybe he, maybe if he just wanted to go out in Hoboken, which I get, um, a lot of fun over there but i don't know i don't even know if that's his vibe actually to be honest with you so hoboken doesn't eh, i don't think so by the way i i just made me think I, I had a dream like last night that i was somehow i wound up talking to odell beckham and he told me that he was signing with the jets so i got an exclusive mm. i happened to run into him and he yeah i had a dream about that so that'd be great there you I go could, maybe could, you're, you're like bringing yeah. it to fruition yeah i do have to give a shout out i actually did go to hoboken oh yeah i meant to bring that up ago, yeah. and i met a can't wait wait listener joe who came up and introduced himself and my cousins were like, you know, they don't <laughs> listen to my podcast. It was with a cousin night. So it was all yeah, yeah, cousins. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't know much about the podcast. And they were so <laughs> impressed that like somebody recognized me. So it was very cool. We talked a little Jets. Um, it was really nice to meet him. So yeah, shout out to all of our listeners. It's and, it's, a, it's always funny seeing can't wait people out in out in yeah. the wild because I never yeah. expect it. Cause I, I I always used to joke, um, and maybe it's true. I used to joke that I have a face for radio whenever anybody would ask me why I'm not on TV. But so, but nobody ever, because when you're just writing, nobody knows what you look like, really. They, they might hear right. your name and be like, oh, you're so-and-so. But nobody knew. And then I started doing this podcast. And like the number of people that, I'm not like trying to brag like Connor would or anything. But I'm just saying the number, <laughs> the number of people that like, like it's more than zero now is that the number of people that like will see me out in the world and be like, hey, Zach Rosenblatt, I love the podcast. Yeah, it's great. Okay, it's, it's pretty cool. So we love our Can't Wait community, that's for sure. Yeah. Marissa, are you more famous in Hoboken or Cleveland? <laughs> I don't know. Or Philly. I don't know if my eagle. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. True. Well, we don't we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not aware of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one? I don't know. Uh, all right, let's take, let's take a quick break, come back, talk about Fletcher Cox and an update on the draft and what the, that the, uh, the Jets may do at the end of the month. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, back to the Jets offseason and Fletcher Cox, who actually admitted on Chris Long's podcast that he was very close to being a Jet, um, so close that he had thought about numbers. And the fact that John Franklin Myers has his number 91 said that uh, he would not have requested that one, but gone with a different number. That's pretty far down the path when you're thinking about stuff like that. Um, that obviously would have been a, a great get by the Jets that they miss out on, Zach. Yeah. And as we've talked about, and as I've learned that this is a thing that that, that spurred the reaction of oh, the almost Jets would win a Super Bowl. Kind of they thing. would like, be a yeah. be a great team. Yeah, I mean, even just this year, you have Fletcher Cox, Clay's Campbell, 
uh, Orlando Brown. I believe there was another one that they went after. I can't think. Of. There's also like the legitimate almost. Jets yeah, like ones for that, like, every team. Oh and yeah, then there's Anth- the... Anthony Barr, the one where he agreed to sign and then changed his mind after the yeah. the negotiation. But then teams period, yeah. float that stuff too, right? Like that, mm-hmm. and and that happens in in other sports. Oh, too, totally. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah. had a great offer to that guy. He just <laughs> took you know more money. When it makes the agent it makes yeah, the agent feel better about like the number that they got or whatever. Right. But I, I do think, you know, there, there was some negative reaction, like read Joe Douglas, uh, about like the fact that they could, they, they never reel these guys in. I, I don't think this had a Fletcher Cox is a very unique case. The fact that he considered the jets. I, you know, I think the most interesting thought about that, that, about that clip on, on the Chris long pod is that Chris long was like, Oh, cause Chris Long was like, who were you going to, who are you close to signing with? Like, who was who I going to have to get mad about you signing with? Because he's like an Eagles guy now because he played for the Eagles a few years, won a Super Bowl there. And he's like, oh, that Jets, Jets is fine because Joe Douglas, that's like our that's like our bro, brother. Like he was an assistant GM there. I think that's pretty unique for assistant GM to be that close with like guys like that. I think that's why, like the fact that Fletcher Cox considered the Jets, I think had more to do with Joe Douglas than anything, I would say. And I know they offered him more money than he was than he got from the Eagles. And I, I think from what I've heard, the Jets were like, they thought they had him like they thought they were signing Fletcher Cox. And then, you know, it was a little hard for him to leave the only franchise he's played for forever. I think the Eagles wound up keeping more of their guys than anybody expected either. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, I know it's easy to get frustrated about the almost jets and all that stuff, but pretty, it's pretty clear that Joe knows they need to upgrade the defensive tackle spot, especially with Sheldon Rankins uh, leaving. There's not as many intriguing options in free agency, but you know, maybe there's, maybe he's got something up his sleeve in a trade or maybe they want to upgrade in the draft something like that but um yeah you know I, I don't know a guy like Fletcher Cox who played with one team his entire career to be considered in the Jets I do think that's a positive thing obviously it doesn't really mean much because you didn't get him and and then Calais Campbell wouldn't even come into the building because the Falcons probably offered him more than the Jets were willing to is my guess but yeah I don't know I uh it it, it would have been very fascinating to see this defensive line with Fletcher Cox on it next to Quinn and especially how much they rotate and could have you know preserved Fletcher maybe extended his career a little bit uh, Quinnen has mentioned Fletcher as a guy he's like looked up to, so it, it would have been really cool to have him in the building. But ultimately, it's it's also hard to imagine Fletcher Cox in any other uniform besides the Eagles. Yeah, that's true as well. Um, all right, let's look ahead to the draft a little yeah. bit. Um, you took a different approach in a recent story, which I thought was really cool. Um, instead of just saying, "Here's here's my latest mock draft of what the Jets might do um, in April," it was more of a here's the things they could do and what could shake out because of that sort of thing, which, which is good. And you go through a whole bunch. Let's, let's touch on the the first few, at least Um, draft outcomes. I think probably the most likely it's the first one on your list as well. Draft an offensive tackle in the first round, right? Sure up the the line for so many reasons, the depth of all the injuries they have. Aaron Rodgers is coming eventually um, and all of that. Yeah. And I think, the fact that the Jets haven't really made any notable offensive line moves so far is pretty telling to me that I think they're hoping one of those three guys that we've talked about a lot already. We don't even talk about the draft that much. <laughs> this isn't a, a draft pod as much as it used to be this time of the year. But uh, Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson, Peter Skaronsky, like if one of those guys are at 13, unless unless somebody I keep saying this, unless somebody like very notable, like a Jalen Carter falls or like somebody that's not supposed to be there falls feel pretty good about if they stay at 13, it being one of those three guys. And, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. You look at Dwayne Brown at left tackle, going to be 38, coming off shoulder surgery. They like him and they want to start him this year, but you need a long-term solution there. 
right tackle, Makai Becton, who looks very thin and apparently worked out with Arnold uh, the other day. Um, he, uh, you know, he has played one game in the last two years and Max Mitchell, who showed some promise. He had, he had a blood clot condition or whatever it was. So there's a lot of questions there. They don't have any certain, they, none of their offense tackles you can point to and be like, he's going to be our starting tackle in 2024 and it's 2023 right now. So I, you pick the best offensive lineman available there if you can, unless there's a defensive lineman that you really like, I think it'll be one of those two positions if they stay at 13. But as I got into in, in the article, there's obviously other options like trading back, which I think as it gets closer and, and depending on how much they give up in the Rogers trade, I feel increasingly confident that maybe that'll happen. Yeah. And if you want to read the full article, as we get through it, um, go to the athletic.com slash can't wait to uh, subscribe to the athletic. What a great time right before the draft baseball season just started all that stuff. Marissa, $2 again, $2. Yeah. The $1, unfortunately I believe is over, yeah, it is. Um, but still a great deal, great um, deal and lots of great stuff. Um, the still much less than an iced yeah. coffee. Yeah. NBA playoffs are starting soon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's a, also read about fun. Anthony Volpe, my, you know, the oh. New Jersey star. star. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I will say I, um, the Phillies I met nice Anthony person. Volpe back when he was in high school. Uh, yeah. Wow. He's covering... from the town next to me. So yeah, he's oh. from, from Jersey. Yeah. Watch um, out New Jersey. Shout out. Yep. Played on the same <laughs> high school team with lighters kid. Yes. Yeah. He went to um, Bar in. And, and I, I covered an event they, they played in down at the national high school invitational and he had an awful, awful week. Like he, I don't think he had a hit, but he was awesome to deal with. And that yeah. was when he was 17 years old. I um, mean, everything I've Which seen. Which is not so, that long ago. He's only 21 now. <laughs> so, yeah. So I will yeah. say that, um, you know. So you root for him, Tim. You could tell I'll, I'll root for him. Okay. Believe it. <laughs> Mark this down on April 3rd. Tim is maybe for a, Maybe a root Yankee. for him. We'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, number two on your list, Zach. Trade this a second round pick to the Packers. Obviously, we thought when they made the trade to add a second round pick, that was all part of this plan. But who knows? Yeah, I I think the, the, the Elijah Moore trade and getting that second second round pick, I think to me, it seemed pretty obvious that they're probably going to trade one of those to Green Bay. Um, they're back to back. You know, again, we talked about if they get through the draft and they don't have a, a trade done yet, then you get a first and two seconds within the first two rounds. And that's pretty valuable in itself. So um, it's a good spot to be in. And, you know, if, if in some worst case scenario, they gave up their first, it wouldn't be that hard to trade back into the first round. I would say anyway, I don't think they will, but, or if there's a guy like, you know, last year you saw them trade up for Jermaine. There's a guy in the late twenties that Joe Douglas really likes. Like, I don't think he's going to be afraid to trade up even after a Rogers trade. Like they're all in on this year. So if, if somebody's there in the late first that they're like, we think this guy can help us right now. I, like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Douglas traded up. I, you know, I'm, I'm stepping on like some of the other stuff that you're probably going to bring up. We won't go like into every single thing I wrote in the article, but I still think a trade back. I, like, if I'm predicting like right this minute, I think they do trade back from 13. All right. And that was actually your next one was trade back from 13 and then draft a defensive tackle with the first two rounds. So you mentioned that. Yeah. It's um, kind of like as well. That, yeah. So let's go to the the next most likely thing I think is center, which maybe should even be higher as far as how much yeah. sense it makes, right? Yeah, they had a center. Yeah, like thirteen is obviously too high for a center, but either if you trade back or with one of those second round picks, there, there's some really good center prospects in this draft. Is my impression like guys that you can plug in as a starter? I know the popular one amongst Jets fans is uh, John Michael Schmitz. I think he went to Minnesota. He was like a star at the Senior Bowl. Um, there's He's a, a popular from, one amongst the whole league. So yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is why he, he feels like a guy who's going to wind up being a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, 
there's a guy named Joe Tipman who's like a six foot five center, which is like insane. Yeah, I think um um so Michael when he worked at the combine um mm. met him um he was injured at the combine I believe correct oh, he did okay. not compete, yeah I'm not sure but he said he really liked him he was a good dude so yeah I mean I and that's I I, I mean I, I I haven't like grinded tape about these offensive linemen if I'm being honest with you guys but I've read some scouting reports and Dame Brugler's analysis and it sounds like I don't know if normally you would look at a six six center or six five and think that was like a good thing because you want I think you want them to be lower to the ground normally but it sounds like he's very athletic. There's a few other guys that are like guard center hybrids, but the Jets, whether they sign Ben Jones or not, Ben Jones is going to be 34. I think this year you need a, it wouldn't be the, like, it's a very, I've talked about this before. The Eagles do a great job of drafting like a year or two ahead of when they need a guy to plug in for one of their older guys to start. So they, the Eagles drafted Landon Dickerson. They, they wound up plugging him in a guard they Drafted a guy last year, Cam Jurgens. He's going to be their starting center whenever Kelsey retires. Like it's good to build a, First of all, it gives you depth, and then it gives you like young guys you can develop without throwing them into the fire right away. So, I think they should draft a center whether they get Ben Jones or not, and I think they they might wind up getting Jones. So, as far as the trading back, do you think they only trade back from thirteen if there's none of the offensive linemen there, or do you think they could do mm-hmm. it even if one of those guys? I think because there they was a little pushback even. in the chat about like we need the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget the guy's name, but there's another offensive tackle that's viewed as a first round pick. I think he's from Ohio State, maybe. I'm blanking on the name. Uh, so he, in theory, could be an option if you trade it back. I just think if, especially if there's like a quarterback that falls at 13, you know, if it's uh, with Anthony Richardson and a, and a team is like desperate to get him, you know, I'd, I'd be tempted to take Richardson personally uh, because I think the yeah, Jets, 13. Need, the Jets yeah. do need a long term quarterback and he's a very developmental guy, is my impression. He's a freak of nature in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, so if, especially if a quarterback's there, it might be hard to turn down some of the some of the offers that uh, might come with that. Because what about Hendon Hooker? Hendon Hooker, I'm 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 mm. a I'm a big fan of him, and I think because he's, he's hurt, so he's yeah, not going to. Continue. He'd be more of like a second round pick option, probably. Right. right. And so Jets fans might he's not. He's older be happy too, right? He's, he's twenty five. He's, 25. he's older than Zach 25. Wilson. Yeah. If he ha- if he hadn't gotten hurt, he probably would have been a first round pick because he he was like yeah. really really good. Um, yeah. I, again, that's another one. Okay, he he is twenty five, so you don't want him on the bench for too long. But um, but you I think know he's I, not going to play this year. Exactly. Way. Yeah. Um. So he yeah, and then in that way you can still pretend like Zach Wilson is a guy you believe in or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I guess we didn't really talk about the Zach Wilson number two thing that much. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I I mean that was one of the things on the rankings that you're that you're talking about the quarterback thing, like how the possibility of them picking a quarterback at some point. I. I, I'm I'm writing something for this week about what they need to do at quarterback outside of Rodgers. Like, do they actually believe in Zach Wilson? Are they should they draft somebody? What will their options be in like the middle rounds? Things like that. I don't see them drafting one in the first or second round. But if like if they believe if Will Levis or Anthony Richardson's there at 13 and they're like, we think this guy's going to be a star. Like, it, it's hard. The Eagles have shown again. I I don't want to keep comparing everything to the Eagles, but like they do, they operate in the right way in a lot of ways, and they. They're always thinking two steps ahead and they drafted Jalen Hurts when they had Carson Wentz already and it worked out. So if you if there's a quarterback there in the first or second round and you're like, this guy might be a star. I think it's worth, you know, getting the fans mad at us for not addressing other needs and getting a quarterback because there's nothing more valuable than a talented quarterback. You never know what's going to happen. You don't know. We don't know if Rogers is going to be our quarterback next year. So I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to taking a quarterback whenever you feel like if if they view a guy as a star, it's worth taking. But Anyway. Well, and Joe Douglas, where did he, you know, yeah, come Eagles, from? Yeah. The Eagles. Yep. So, yeah. 
He's probably exactly. thinking similar things. Yes. You know. All right. There's a lot of other good um, possibilities and stuff in that article as well. So definitely check it out. Um, just came out. That just came out this morning, right, Zach? Yesterday. No, that came out late last week. Yeah. Oh, late last week. All right. Um, so check that out as well. Uh, anything else going on in the chat, Marissa, that we haven't covered? No, I mean, a lot of people, like you said, chiming in about the quarterback. People, <laughs> I, I, I don't think people would be as against it as you think, but I think it depends on who the quarterback is. Yeah. Um, and when, and when, like we said, um, and yeah, I mean, I feel like in years past, like the draft questions, like Zach said earlier, like we've been so much more like people want this guy, people want yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. you have to take this person. And I don't get that. I mean, I don't get that sense this year. I think the Rogers, the free agency, the vibes are a little different this off season than the past two, which is interesting. And well, I feel like fans consider this team with Rogers, a contender, right? So that changes. You look at the draft differently when you're a contender. You just want like the pieces and there's plenty of pieces that'll help. So, you know, as opposed to we need to turn this franchise around, who's the one guy who can turn this franchise around? Yeah. Which, which I think is worth mentioning. Like the reason why I feel like they could trade back is I don't think any, I don't think they need anything so badly that if they don't get this position or player, then they're, they're screwed. Like their roster is really good as it stands right now. Right. Um, and you add Rogers and in theory, add Ben Jones and theory, add Aldo Beckham. All of a sudden you don't have as many holes on your roster and, and you could focus on picking the best player available, which I know is maybe a misnomer because you know, you're not actually going to pick a running, but nobody you're, like the jets aren't going to pick Bijan Robinson at 13. And he'd probably be the best player available there, but they, the jets are in, as close to being in a position to just pick the best player as they've been in a very long time, I would say. And that I think that's worth noting. And when when you're having the Joe Douglas conversation, I think it's worth mentioning because, you know, everybody knows how bad this roster was that he inherited. And there's almost nobody left other than like Quinn and Williams from when he first got here. So um, I guess CJ Mosley, like there's a couple of stragglers, but they've built up this roster to a point that it's it's a legit roster. And so that's why this draft is going to be very interesting to see does Douglas try to cultivate more assets and trade back or does he try and go all in and get the best guys he can by trading up? Like that's going to be, I think that's going to be more of the topic than like who they draft weirdly. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating to watch how he changes. Like you said, now that he has this sort of team as opposed to what he had before. Um, and we'll be bringing it with to you every step of the way and we'll be all in on draft week as well. So definitely keep coming back here to the can't wait podcast. Um, subscribe. If you haven't already, give us a thumbs up, give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, everywhere like that as well. And we're going to, when are we going to be back? Well, we're going to be back when Aaron Rodgers trip when the Aaron Rodgers. Well, I, I get back. Four. I'm supposed to get back from vacation on Tuesday. If the trade happens this weekend, I'll come off vacation to, to talk with you guys. And so okay. it could otherwise, it, maybe otherwise, maybe, maybe may- sometime late next week, I would say late yeah. next week. Yeah, that's okay. what I was going to say. All right. Until then, everybody, we can't wait to, uh, to talk more about this Jets team. Another fascinating offseason rolls along. We'll talk next time.